Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Here on Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Monter from the workday afternoon. Aside from the discomfort, digestive disorders can wreak havoc on your life. Social and professional appointments need to be planned to a T, and indulging in some dishes might lead to embarrassing incidents. But could digestive disorders impact our mental well-being? And is it necessary to seek psychiatric help? Today, we speak with Fiona Chan, principal nutritionist and founder at Nutrition Consultancy, Health Can Be Fun, about some common digestive disorders and the effect they might have on our moods. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome into Health Suites. We are speaking to Fiona Chan, principal nutritionist and founder, nutrition consultancy. Health can be fun. Fiona, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Carissa. Thank you for having me. It is absolutely my pleasure. Now, perhaps you could start by explaining to us the differences between discomforts and a digestive disorder. Yeah, I, th- I think that most people would experience discomforts as in pains, gas, or heartburn, or even bloating. And sometimes the digestive disorder, it's a kind of condition where discomforts like that can happen. So these are like what we call the symptoms of uh, digestive disorder. There are, there are many different kinds of digestive disorder. And particularly in Singapore, I do hear a lot, a number of people having IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. or gastric reflux, or in circumstances where they had to go to surgery to remove certain gallstones. At any point, is any of these digestive disorders due to our diets here in Singapore? Unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with diet um, and also our lifestyle. (laughs) Yes, and also our lifestyles too. So uh, I guess in Singapore, we do, you know, because of our hawker meals and our coffee shop meals, most of them are like high in carbohydrates that are highly processed. So we do lack of a huge amount of whole grains or high in fiber kinds of food. Okay, so what is the most common digestive disorders we have here in Singapore? IBS. And sometimes we don't even know that we have IBS. So the whole condition itself has a wide range of different symptoms, like from either eating something in particular cause um, diarrhea or can cause bloating or severe bloating or even water retention or some case where, you know, um, inconsistence of constipation and diarrhea all in one day. Right, okay. And is there a particular age group that this irritable bowel syndrome affects more than others? Yes. We don't see a common age group and it can happen to anyone. So we, the youngest that I have um, have heard of such condition and helped is about 10 years old mm-hmm. to all the way to 45 to 50 years old. And, you know, is it more occurring in females or males or it's an equal opportunity discomfort? Um, it is an equal opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good news for any of us. <laughs> yes, I guess. I guess because of the food we eat, we don't really classify and under agenda too. So, kind of food kind of goes in, and then we, you know, we eat food in collectives and not by genders. So, but there are more, um, definitely more males that do suffer from irritable bowel syndrome as much. Although we know there's a saying that females tend to look after their health a little bit more, but. Then again, there are equal amount of people out there that, you know, have from a constant eating of anything and to someone who takes care of their health on an extreme spectrum level. Yeah. Okay. All right. So 
you said sometimes we don't even know that we have this irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. How do we know then? If we think yeah. maybe it could be that, what are the symptoms we're looking for? <laughs> yes, okay. So actually, if you have IBS, definitely you would know because there are moments where it's a constant thing on a daily basis that your bowels or your digestive kind of irritate you the whole day. Mm-hmm. So there are days where you wake up in the morning and then you find that, oh, I think last night food didn't sit well. And then there's bloating and severe bloating. You can really feel the extent of your, of your belly. And then it can lead to some days um, there's good. I don't know why the food I eat, everything seems to be okay. And then the next day itself, uh, even drinking a glass of milk can cause someone to have uh, a diarrhea. And it can be quite embarrassing because like what you mentioned just now, like uh, you can have a meeting in the office and then all of a sudden you feel like you need to go to the toilet urgently. Yeah. Right, okay. I'm assuming that this is quite prevalent. So I'm hoping that if someone didn't realize that it could be a little mm-hmm. bit more than just the meal last night didn't sit well with me, mm-hmm. that they go seek medical, a medical yeah. professional. The kind of people that I see for IBS, mm-hmm. uh, they usually they usually have almost on a daily basis, they find themselves having chronic diarrhea or chronic constipation. So there are moments where like two weeks chronic constipation and the next two weeks is chronic diarrhea. So on a daily basis, the stools are softer and softer or more liquid. And there are pains uh, that comes with it before uh, when they go to the toilet. All yeah. right. We're speaking with Fiona Chan, Principal Nutritionist and Founder Nutrition consultancy, health can be fun. This doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> we do, we do do things to help. So it will be fun throughout our process. <laughs> all right, okay. Now, is it possible that it could be something more serious? May, you know, it, for one thing, it could be possible it's just a virus that can be knocked out with a little bit of time and a little bit of bed rest and some medication. But are there more serious health conditions? that these symptoms could actually be leading to? There is. So there are moments where, you know, as any meals that one person eats kind of cause a pain, mm-hmm. uh, either on the left or the right side of the, the digestive or the intestine. I think that you should seek help immediately to do a quick scan or to check because anything that goes through the digestive shouldn't feel painful at all. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to assume that patients who come and see you are hoping that you have the miracle cure to their discomfort. Do you? <laughs> I would have been a millionaire right now. <laughs> one way, one way to really um, start, if we want to start somewhere, I think what we can do for our digestive health is to include probiotics in our diet, so mm-hmm. like life yogurt. That even for people who have IBS or people who have um, certain digestive disorder or even just to get good gut health to prevent all this from happening. Uh, it's really to have uh, probiotics in our diet. Yeah. Okay, talk to us about the links between mm. digestive problems and our moods. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can imagine if you've got an uncomfortable bowel, you know, that sort of thing happening, you're not going to be in a very good mood to begin with. Mm-hmm. But it, what kind of a link are we talking about between digestive problems and moods in general. So there is a huge, it's a, quite an interesting study that's happening right now. And there's a recent, quite a few years, that they have gone into deeper understanding about how depression, how it links to gut health, and how gut health links to psychiatry, like a mental illnesses. So like 
in a nutshell, our gut, um, pretty much 90% of our serotonin hormones, the happy ones, comes from our gut. So if our gut's not doing well, we won't be able to produce any good hormones to make us feel any happier or lighter. Therefore, that's the most direct link. And when our gut is not doing well, the tendency of being in a, a bad mood is, is really um, higher because we, it, it kind of disrupts our thinking. It doesn't help us with problem solving. It just disrupts any point of time. And it goes in a vicious cycle. So I guess in the long run, you're saying that we are saying that you know, chronically, if our digestive is not being good to us, it will affect our actions. It will also affect our temperament. It will also affect how we feel in general. Okay, go back to the part where you said serotonin is produced in the gut. I don't think very many of us non-medical related professionals knew <clears throat> that. I think we all assume that in some way, shape or form, it had to do with the brain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yes. So it's actually our gut that produces the serotonin, which is our internal happy pill. Yes, that's it. Yes, ninety percent of it is produced in the gut, and it depends very much on how the gut feels, and then it will start to produce and be absorbed um, into the the brain. So if we have digestive disorders, we're just not producing serotonin. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, so it, it, serotonin makes us happy. It also helps us to regulate our sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps us to maintain, like, you know, cope with stress or anxiety. Um, so if we, do, if we do have a disrupted gut, um, serotonin will be disrupted. The flow of cycle of serotonin will be disrupted. Okay, so suddenly looking after your gut and watching what you eat became so much more important. Yes, it is. It I is never saw important. the link before. <laughs> Yes, so much more important. Actually, it's more important to support our digestive health because our surface area of our gut is like two tennis courts. Okay, Uh, really? (laughs) um, (laughs) A a little bit more. And now the other shoe falls. Wow, you're just a wealth of uh, shocking information that maybe I should have known before but never did. (laughs) <laughs> so how do you deal with with managing? Do you deal with both managing the digestive problem and the the mood problems that come along with the digestive problems? Mm, okay. So when someone comes to me with, say, for example, when they come to me with a diet and how they usually feel, and I'll usually ask them how do they feel when they eat certain foods. Mm-hmm. So if a person skips, for example, if a person skips carbohydrates totally and the whole food group kind of wiped out from their diet, it does affect how the sugar level is throughout the day. And having our sugar level dipped or raises pretty quickly does affect our mood, how we irritable we are, the mood swings that we have. So when I look at a person who totally skips out carbohydrates, I'll ask, okay, why don't you include small pockets of carbohydrates throughout the day so that you don't spike up your sugar level too high or too low? And then another patient that I usually see uh, would come to, come to me and tell me, oh, there is a number of food that I don't agree with. And then I plan out a meal, I plan out dishes or recipes that they can use, that they can have to include into their diet so that they don't have such frequency of these kind of um, gut symptoms happening to them. That, doesn't, that will help also in, in large um, about their weight management because they don't see that fluctuation of their weight up and down uh, once they're able to stabilize their own digestive health. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you the next question that will probably sure. blow my mind. The food that we eat, so a proper diet links mm-hmm. to our internal happy pill, serotonin, which is produced in the gut. Mm-hmm. And you're also saying 
weight management is linked to both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're all interconnected. Yes. So I give you an example. So if our our body has a certain kind of uh, macro, like the amount of energy that we need, micro in terms of like uh, nutrients that support our immunity and support our uh, metabolism. So if we are eating the food that our body requires, more than likely we don't have any more cravings. We don't have any weird requests for certain kinds of food. So our body gets what it needs and it doesn't spike. It doesn't tell the brain, hey, look for food, I need more. So that way it helps with maintaining appetite, it helps with maintaining uh, food choices, it also helps uh, in maintaining weight in the long run. Okay, now before I let you go, what what are the long-term or or are there permanent solutions to common digestive disorders? You know, one shot, do a course of medication one time, change your diet forever, and you'll never have these problems again. Is that even possible? Um, I wish. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Our human body is so complex. Like, even like between just you and me, mm-hmm. we have so much different preferences and how how are we brought up, what kind of food are we used to and the background of, of our parents. Like, So there's so much microorganism that is within us. It's like our microorganism food, uh, fingerprint. Mm-hmm. So each of us are very different in that way. And how one per- what's the solution for one person is so different from another person too. Yeah. So um, the way forward is personal nutrition. And does that personal nutrition and its needs and how you tweak with it change as the patient advances in age? Yes, definitely. At each life stage, we react differently. Our, the, the nutrients that we need is also different. Yeah. So like, for example, calcium, uh, we will need very much more in younger age and older. In between, it's more like maintenance. And you need more. Then throughout the years, you need iron. But certain food items like protein, oh, when we are older, we don't need so much calories anymore. We don't need so much energy to maintain our health. Mm-hmm. So we actually need more quality kind of food that supports the immune system, supports the absorption of our gut too. Absorption. Okay, and next you're going to tell me chakwitao is not this high quality food. <laughs> oh, well, chakwitao is actually okay. It's just how much portion do we actually eat from it and do we cook them down ourselves or is there we added too much chili or too much uh, cockles and so if the, if it's an appropriate portion we can still enjoy them okay well all right that's that's a one little, good news that's <laughs> one piece of good news health can be fun you can have chakwitya once in like you know maybe three months or something right <laughs> yes yes i mean we can i i believe that our hawker meals in singapore we can do something about it so that we can have them enjoy them uh, probably not on a daily basis yeah All right. We've been speaking with Fiona Chan, Principal Nutritionist and Founder, Nutrition Consultancy. Health can be fun. I haven't heard much fun about this uh, (laughs) digestive disorders we were talking about, but it was very informative. And I I never realized the link between digestive disorders and our moods before this. So thank you so much for the information, Fiona. Thank you, Clarissa. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.